Welcome to the Martial Mind Power Podcast, where you discover how to cultivate self-mastery towards your self-realization, inspired by martial arts and philosophy. Now, you can't escape your own, your own actions. So it's going to come back to you. So it's important to become aware that, you know, of these things and actually start to see them, which is why it's important to, um, to start to see them through the mirror of your mind. It is a privilege and an honor and an absolute joy to be in this physical realm, to be able to have these sense gratifications, but don't be bound by it. If I could give you the keys to the kingdom universe, right? Um, and if I was to give you that, you have to do something for it. Would you do it? I'll give you the keys to the universal kingdom. Would you do the work that it takes to get these keys? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Martial Mind Power podcast. And you have myself, Jatinda Palaha, with Sifu Lakloy, and we're going to take you through some wisdom bombs and just pick a topic for this week and see where it leads us. So, Sifu Lakloy, how are you doing? Doing very well, thank you. Been looking forward to this. So, uh, yeah, ready to go. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Cool. Shall we refer back to the amazing the art of thinking without thinking book to pick our topic for this week and uh do you do you want to shout out the the do the honors oh keep going keep going stop okay so your mind is a mirror to the universe oh and that's page 516 It's one of the longer chapters. <laughs> just quick, quickly flicking through the page on that. Let me just show everybody the um, the image that goes with that, right? So that's the image. So just for those who are listening, it's like a, it's kind of like a misty kind of lake with a that little rock island in the corner, funky clouds, uh, <coughs> almost almost like a sunset slash sunrise. You know that kind of image. So imagine that. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, uh, in uh, in traditional fashion, right? Rather than kind of unraveling uh, the koan right from the beginning, I think what we've been doing is um, um, asking JT what comes to him. You know, and when I say what comes to him, again, remember this is the art of thinking without thinking. So, you're not meant to think about. Uh, what it means or what kind of teaching it's the Koan's trying to give you. You're supposed to listen to that kind of that inner experience that's happening in your core in that, you know, split second. And therein lies the truth of what that, what that teaching is meant to, meant to uh, convey. So go ahead, Mr. Jacinda. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, this is the beauty about these koans, right? Koans. <laughs> you know, it's um, they get you, they do get you thinking, even though you're supposed to not be thinking. <laughs> so so um, you're, 
<laughs> well, that that's the difficulty, right? I'm just trying to earmark this page so that uh, I can I can get to it because the book's trying to close. Um, I was I was just about to say it, that's 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 really the beauty about this. The whole book is that it really is trying to teach you to get in tune with uh, your your subtle self you know or what we what we would call your you have yourself which is this as you recognize it right or you could actually refer to this as the not self is what you see but actually isn't really you um so this would be yourself and then you've got your not self which is actually your true self which is your the your your subtle body your spirit um and that really is far deeper um, um, part of your essence. And that's really what you're, what you're trying to express in this lifetime. And when that happens, then you're really in alignment uh, with your true, with your original truth, as I call it, your mind, your body. Uh, so your body, your mind, and your spirit all align. And then, then you can live in true authenticity, uh, not through fear, but through love, right? Why? Because you're fully aligned and you're fully centered. <clears throat> and it's important to listen to that. And it's important to uh, feel that. And it's important to sometimes even see that, right? You'll, you'll, you'll have your, um, not your physical sensory experience, but you'll have your subtle sensory experience, right? Um, and um, that's what really what we're trying to tap into here. So when you hear, when you hear a koan, right? It's, you've got to get yourself into that kind of meditative space. We have a little bit of banter and then go straight into it. Okay. Which really kind of makes it hard for the average person because they're not in tune with that subtlety of themselves. That's the subtle aspect of themselves. Um, but if you've um, been practicing um, uh, self-mastery and self-realization, you'll be better attuned to yourself and you'll be, you'll be able to kind of uh, really hone in on that experience a lot better. And uh, so that brings us back to you then, Jyoti, right? Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully that get <laughs> while I was rambling on, hopefully that gave you a moment to think about your mind is a mirror to the universe. Um, <laughs> now, when, when I read it, what first came into my mind was, um, uh, I, I used to say to people a long time ago when I was in the workspace, uh, I used to say, what you see in others is a reflection of what you see in yourself. And what you see in yourself is a reflection you see what you see in others, right? So, um, and I used to share that with people because um, sometimes people would just react to whatever was going on around them. And it'd be like, hang on a minute, why did you react to that? What are you seeing? What, is, what are you seeing that's bringing that charge on you, right? So when we said, you know, your mind is a mirror to the universe, what came up for me was that association to how are we viewing whatever we seem to be going on in our mind is what we're almost like filtering or viewing as a mirror reflection out there and vice versa. Yeah. yeah. How am I? I'm on track with that one. <laughs> no, 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 very good. It's very good. It's very good. Uh, and you're, you know, um, you're on the right lines, uh, essentially. <clears throat> Your mind is a mirror to the universe. <clears throat> now, the the idea here is to help you to understand that um, you are in everything and everything is in you 
So when you say your mind is a mirror to the universe, your mind is seeing that which is in the universe and that the universe is within you. Because if you can see what's out there, then that what's out there is inside you because you can see it, right? Let me put that another way, right? Um, for those people that are watching or listening to this podcast, um, the the voice and the video, uh, all, the, all the video and the audio are um, being received by your auditory and visual senses, um, and they, are, you know, they're 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 transferred. The message is transferred to your brain, and the brain then kind of makes meaning out of that, right? All of that is happening way inside you. Okay, even though the the sound and the images are happening outside of you, you only ever understand that once it's inside you. So you've got your receptors, your eyes for the visual, your ears for the auditory, and um, uh, all of those messages get transferred to your brain and your brain kind of makes a story out of that, something that you can attribute meaning to, right? So that experience is only ever going to happen in you, but it happened outside of you. So where is it really happening? Is it happening inside you? Is it happening outside you? Or is it both? And the answer to that is both right um and um so I'll, I'll i'd like to make a little reference to a uh, book by uh, michael talbot and it's called holographic universe and holographic universe is an amazing book honestly it's fantastic and so michael talbot actually spoke about the real experiments uh neurological experiments that were taking place on live subjects okay living human beings and what they discovered was um if they operated on somebody's brain and let's say they had to cut you know um a portion of the brain out on the most part they didn't lose any any of the the memory any of uh, the functions that they that they would normally have right there were people that um in those experiments that had to have major parts of their brains removed and they continued operating as normal now you think well that that's a that's a pile of shit right well actually you need to read the book to understand that this is this is uh, references to actual operations that have been um, done, that have been recorded, and empirical studies that have been done around uh, around this subject. And the and the it ultimately boils down to this, right? If you take somebody's brain and you cut a quarter out of it, they'll still have a whole function. If you take someone's brain and cut it in half, they still have full function. Um, and the idea uh, was. Um, uh, boil down to if you take a holographic slide, right? Let's just say like it's a, a photo, like a photographic slide. If you take that slide and then project light through it, you'll get the image. But if you cut half of the slide, you only get half the image. But in a holographic slide, right? If you cut it in half, right, and throw half away, you can create the whole image from half the half of the half of the actual slide, right? If you cut it into quarter, you can click, create the whole image from the quarter of the slide. If you cut it into an eighth. You could create the whole image from the from an eighth of the slide. If you cut it into a sixteenth, and you get the idea. Doesn't matter how small you cut it into, you can still create the whole hologram. Okay, um, so so what this is kind of alluding to the fact is that you know everything can be created from from even the minuter 
that is left, okay? Uh, no matter how big or large it is. Um, another practical example, uh, so that's the holographic universe by Michael Talbot. I strongly encourage anybody that's interested in this subject and uh, has any doubts around this to read that for themselves. Okay. Um, and uh, you'll be amazed by some of the studies and uh, the outcomes around that. Um, and um, uh, the, all the references are in there. So it's, it really is a must read. Um, now, the, another example I'd like to share is Imagine you have got a you you've got a dining room, okay, a beautiful lavish dining room. Let's just say it's this nice Georgian, uh, grand grandiose dining room, and you've got this um, in the middle of the table. You've got a really beautiful bouquet of flowers, right? And you go there and spray water all over the flowers, okay? And now all of a sudden you've got loads of little droplets of water, right, on the flower, flowers and leaves, okay? Now. The, there's another idea, right, which uh, will help you understand your mirror, your mind is a mirror to the universe, is that if you look at a droplet of water, okay, if you look at a droplet of water, what you'll notice is, uh, if you look closely enough, if you look at the surface of the droplet, that, that, and depending on the angle that you look at it from, the rest of the room is reflected in that droplet of water, Okay. Yep. Right. That whole room is on that droplet of water. Right. Right. Mm. And that all of a sudden starts to now starts to paint a whole new picture on how you look at the world. Right. Or how you look at the universe. Right. And this Quran is trying to give you a, an understanding on that. Okay, just like the hologram can create everything, right? No matter how small you cut it down, uh, the droplet on a leaf of a, on a bouquet um, placed in the middle of a dining room, right, can reflect everything in that room. You know, obviously subject to um, uh, what what it's exposed to, but everything that it's exposed to within that space will be reflected in it. Right. And that's what this koan is trying to allude to. So how does that have a bearing on your you as a spiritual being in a human body? Well, the spirit is a bit like the droplet. Right. Except that droplet can see like X-ray vision, not just anything that's inside it, inside you, but everything through you, outside of you as well. Mm. Right. Imagine that. Imagine you've got a, an X-ray vision droplet water bang in the center of your core, and it can see and pick up everything everywhere through walls, through through metal, through lead, through anything. Right. It's even better than Superman. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and that that's really the the idea. Um, and all of a sudden all of a sudden you start to recognize when you start to really tune into that droplet deep within, within you, that actually your core is a reflection of everything that's happening around you, outside mm -hmm. of you, inside of you. Okay. Um, therefore you are a part of that. And that is a part of you. All right. And let me just take, take a practical example. Right. Um, we're we're in a day and age where um, uh, where um, 
transport, uh, fossil fuel transport is obviously all over the world is mobilizing the economies, you know, people moving around, people now working not locally, but, you know, further away. So there's a lot of, lot of, lot of mo mo mobility through, um, through cars powered by fossil fuels and you've got all the pollution. Okay. That pollution is going into the environment. Right. And what's happening Everything everyone does is affecting everyone, mm. right? It's affecting the air we breathe. It's affecting the uh, toxins that are uh, that are in our our food chain, whether it's in uh, our seafood, because those toxins are being absorbed by the seas and oceans and the rivers. Uh, the toxins are being absorbed by uh, all our crops uh, across all the farms in the world, right? and so on. Just to give an example, the toxins are being absorbed by the clouds, right? So when they travel and they they uh, the rain falls, guess what? Those the toxins are falling with the rain, and the water then permeates everything else that it touches. So no matter what happens. Everything we do is affecting everyone else, right? So now all of a sudden now, you've got to ask the question, who's in who? Now, now you may, you know, chuckle out, I think oh, that's a bit of a pervy question, but no, every, everything everyone does has an impact on everybody else because everyone is connected. No one is not, no one is disconnected from one another, no matter how much you like to think that you are independent, you're an independent sovereign nation, right? And you're in right, completely impermeable to anything else because you're breathing the same air and you're eating the same food. Um, no matter, even if you're paying for expensive food, right? It's still, it's still uh, open to the environment, still open to the air. It's still getting water from some water source, which is shared right, and provided by Mother Earth, right? Now, if we're polluting that, then guess what? It's in there, right? Therefore, it's going to come into us, right? One of the most recent examples was um, plastics in our oceans, okay? Mm. Now, um, let's, let's for a moment forget about how the plastics got there, okay, right? But there are plastics in the ocean and our, our fish, are eating it our seafood our should i say sea life are eating it and then when um the um the trawlers go and get you know uh, catch a catch a fish and the seafood guess what they're finding plastics inside them right mm -hmm. it's what we as human beings that those of us that eat fish go now eating fish and now you end up with plastic in your body right mm -hmm. You, somebody might have thought, oh, you know, this plastic bottle, you know, I don't really care for this straight away, right? Uh, would have ended up in the ocean, then ended back in you, right? Now, you can't escape your own, your own actions, right? Mm. So it's going to come back to you. So it's important to become aware that, you know, of these things and actually start to see them, which is why it's important to, um, to start to see them through the mirror of your mind. And that mirror of the mind is really, really powerful, right? But you have to start becoming conscious about it, right? You have to no, stop. definitely. That, that reminds me of that um, saying that what you do to others, you do to yourself. What you do to yourself, you do to others, right? Absolutely. It's, um, it's, it's so so deeper in that context because it, it's like you said, it's, it's almost like um, being one unit, like we're part of this big matrix, and it's literally moving like this. And actually, one of the best examples I can give you is like that comes to mind is if you imagine the sea and you get one of those, you know, those uh, plastic plastic balls 
uh, the kids play, they got their like kid thing, they were full of those plastic balls kind of thing, yes, and they play around it. Yeah. yeah, if you take one, yeah, you take those plastic balls, you put them on the water, and as the water goes up and down, the, the balls are going up and down with it, right? Yeah. Um, and you could put other stuff in, then they move, and then you could see it kind of just rippling out and having an effect and influence on other things. It's yeah. almost like that. It's like we're kind of like a drop, the ripple goes out, we are influencing things around us. Um, and it's like you said, you know, somebody thinks they're throwing some plastic in the water and it's just come back around. Um, and it may not be you in particular, but it's come around to humanity, your potential peer, you know, that it's had an effect on. But um, it's 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 that thing about having a knock-on effect. So that relationship we have, is it's exactly what you said, it's in relation to other things. We're not separate from it. That's right. That's right, and and just to just to further this uh, this notion is that if your mind is a mirror to the universe, it's reflecting, it's reflecting. Therefore, if it's going to reflect something, it's going to have to receive it first, right? It can receive everything that's out there, right? So no matter what's out there, you can tap into it all. Now, you know, there's there are people. And everyone's heard of uh, psychics uh, and mediums and so on. How do they do what they do? Well, let me let you into a little bit of a secret, right? Everybody is psychic. Everybody is psychic. And more than half of your thoughts every day are not yours. It's like a radio antenna picking up a noise. They, they, it's like a radio antenna that's tuning in to your guides, these subtle voices from your spirit guides um, that are with you all along, right? Trying to guide you not to make the mistakes from past existences, right? So you can evolve, right? That's what's happening, right? So you, when you feel something, when you're trying to make, when you, especially when you're trying to make a decision about something uh, that might have consequences, um, uh, should I do this? Should I not do this? Um, listen to this, right? Your intuition is already answering that question for you. That intuition is not you, okay? Let's, let me put it that way, right? Sometimes, right, that, in, that intuition is somebody telling you, okay? So it might be your spirit guides talking to you about uh, and giving you guidance on uh, the way you should go with this, right? <laughs> because they already know from your past experiences, you already made a pact with them before you came on Mother Earth, right? That this spirit guide will be there throughout this physical existence to guide you, not to make the mistakes that you made before so you can ascend, all right? And that's a massive part of it, right? So what's happening there? One, you're tuning in and listening to the universe. And then secondly, right, um, uh, you've got, you've got, you've got thoughts coming to you that you don't own, you did not manifest, you did not create, but they were given to you because they're going to serve you at that moment in time, right? So all of a sudden, now uh, you're probably questioning, oh, hold on a minute. I did think something, but did I really think it? And then you doubt, right? So you throw it away because you think, well, I didn't think that. No, you didn't think it, but it came through as a thought because that's what you think that is. But let's just consider it thought some of those 50% or more thoughts are messages. 
but you never recognize them as messages. You just recognize them as your thoughts. You thought you created them and those that you didn't create that you received and you recognized and then doubted them because you didn't instigate them. You now throw away, you reject them because you doubt what, what it is. Uh, this is a it's massive different. topic. No, definitely. I was just trying to just like lightly touch on that because uh, you know some of the listeners might be thinking, well, well, how do you listen in or what's going on there? But I think one of the examples that pops to mind is that um, it, it, they say apparently that as your kids, you're more in tune with this, and and you are actually you know tuning into these frequencies and and whatnot that are around you. But as you get older, or if you start to share your ideas, sometimes you get shut down by people and just things around you. And, and to a stage where we stop listening. So it's when we stop listening is when we start to just then see as potentially like noise in the background. And there's things coming through, which we're not necessarily now allowing it to come through, but they were there. And we have a reflective moment where we start to think, hang on a minute, what was that all about? Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's like it's like the famous words our, our, our colleague Marilyn Devnish says, you know, says, notice what you notice. You know, there's like these little moments when you think, what was that? What's that about? You might be having a conversation with someone. They mention a book. And for some reason, that book resonates with you. Somebody mentions something. You think, oh, yeah, I've got to look into that. It's these little, little subtle, subtle things in the background that can happen that we stop listening to. And that's yeah. what um, you're referring to there as well in regards to, like, the, the information that could be coming through because it is available to everyone. It's just, you know, we are like antennas. We are like radio st- radios, aerials picking up on things, which we've learned to tune out, basically. And it's a case of tuning back into it, right? So that was one thing. And just, just another thing on that that came to mind was, if you're into sci-fi, you know when they talk, uh, they go somewhere, they talk about phase shift. So it's like a frequency that you're running at. And if that phase is slightly different, you can potentially walk through something because you're not now in this running at the same frequency. So what's there to say that there are other things around us that are not in the same phase as us? So they, they're still there, they're still going on, but we're not hearing it, right? Um, and, and the last thing on that was that, that what you said about the bombardment of information, like when we go through our day, we're being bombarded by so much, so much things, so much on our senses, there's noise, sound, temperature, all sorts of stuff. But then there's also static. There's, you know, do you ever wonder about Wi-Fi signals? You know, how is Wi-Fi going through the years? Are we even picking up on anything that comes through that, right? It makes you wonder, right? Um, so that constant bombardment of information and your brain and your body basically learns to tune it out because it's um, it can potentially become overwhelming if you are like sensing everything at once, right? So there is like a protection mechanism in place which can help people from my understanding um, that could also be kicking in. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to share a few of those kind of thoughts on it, just in case people think Alex is going a bit woo woo here. What's she talking about? Right. <laughs> well, you know, woo woo is good, man. And I tell you why woo woo is good, right? <laughs> because this is about, you know, if you've been uh, lucky to be given sight and to be woke, then it's hard to go back to sleep. <clears throat> and then you've got an obligation to help others, wake up and to see what you've what you've seen already so this is what this podcast is all about right uh, and that's done with high intentions so that you know people can step into the true authentic high self really align with the the spiritual essence again answering that question and this is the, the biggest question of all questions is what was i put on mother earth to do right why were you Why born? Am I here, right? That's the kind of question. Why am I here? And you yeah. can you can phrase that question in many different ways, but in the end, <clears throat> the question 
is the question. Okay. Now it's the question. Right, the question is you are here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the answer. <laughs> the question is right. The same. The question is, why are you here? What were you born to do? Why did you come to mother earth uh, and how are you meant to serve? Right. And everyone's got a different way of serving. And it's interesting that the, the points that you raised, right. To, to, um, demystify the woo-woo-ness, right, is, is one, uh, the baby. Uh, now, it's interesting that you, you, you talked about a baby. Now, the baby is, imagine the spirit, right, is uh, the droplet, right, within the baby, right? Guess what happens? The, the spirit is, uh, um, is all-pervasive, right? Uh, and the baby doesn't know the body. The spirit, mm. the body grows around the spirit okay right not the other way around okay the spirit is omnipresent it's always going to be there right and even when the body dies it's going to exist right so therefore what happens right you your spirit is born into a your spirit descends into a, a baby's um into a fetus right and then it grows you know it, your baby's given birth and then the the baby will grow and it has to learn how, mm. how to um how to recognize its limbs. A baby doesn't know how to use its limbs, right? Uh, why? Because it's just a spirit, right? It's a spirit that's not yet learned how to, how to connect with its body. It doesn't know about um, physical sense gratification. It's, you know, five senses or well, six, but we won't go into that right now. <clears throat> and um, it doesn't know that right so over time that's one of the reasons why they say babies cry as well isn't it because it's just being bombarded with so much in one go that yeah. the body is like what the hell is going on here yeah i mean the body is one of the bombardments to the spirit mm. right mm. Uh, and then you've just got everything else now now the spirit of a baby you you see babies they'll you know sometimes they just fixate themselves in the corner of a room you're like what what is the child looking at you know uh well you know some of you may know children that are that are can see uh, energies that can see spirits that can even play you know uh, as a child you know uh, some children have invisible friends right mm. i think i think you we do children a massive disfavor if we completely ignore the, ignore the fact that actually there could be a spirit there that you can't see because you you've grown you've grown into your body but out of your spirit that's what's happening over time. As you as you grow, you become so attached to the sense of gratification, the physical sense of gratification, that the spirit gets buried uh, within the body and it becomes disconnected from it. So you, so those of you that are um, on the journey of self mastery, and more importantly, the higher stages of that, which is the self realization, is what you're trying to do is one, you're trying to master the body, then you're trying to master the mind, then you're trying to master the emotions, and then what happens? Then you're trying to bring it back so that actually the spirit can come out and flourish and express itself through the body. Ultimately, that's what's what well, that's what we need to do is bring the uh, realignment back together. Uh, but this this whole thing swings from spirit. You're born, right? You're, you're born, right? And the body comes on top, and then you swing all the way to physicality. 
because you love it. You love eating food. You love all the flavors. You love all the different types of drinks and things that you can experience. You love um, um, different sensations you get when you go on a roller coaster ride. You love the the feeling you get when you're out in the sun. You love the sound of the sea. You love the different types of clothes. You love different types of entertainment, music. You love watching movies, everything. All of this sense gratification is happening, happening, happening. It takes you away from spirit and you get stuck over here, right? And then one day, usually midlife, you think, what the fuck, man, right? <laughs> what am I here for? What am I doing here? And then you start asking that question that says, okay, let's bring them together now, right? And then you align, right? That's what's happening. Otherwise, what happens is you don't have a midlife crisis. You have a midlife reflection. Your mind <laughs> is a mirror to the universe is exactly that. It's a mid-life reflection. It's you saying, why am I here? I I, I have spent, what, 20, the first 20 years, right? Let's just say, you know, you have a clean run. You do your, you do your, all your preschool business. You do all your nursery business. You do all your uh, infant school, junior school. You do your secondary school. You do your high school. You do your college, whatever you want to call it. You do your university, right? Let's just say the first 20 odd years, right? Um, you just spend in education, just trying to learn how to cultivate your faculties so you can uh, communicate effectively. You can learn, uh, you can learn some skills. You can cultivate your talent, right? And uh, and just become functional, right? Then the next twenty years, right up until kind of let's just say midlife, whenever that midlife is going to be, right? You spend. Uh, you go into industry, you set up a business, you get a job, you you go do something, you start earning money, you start making a living, you buy a nice house or you rent a house or you buy a car or a motorbike or whatever it is that you do, right? And then you enjoy that for the next 20 years, right? Or 30 years or whatever it is, right? And you get to this point where like, all right, well, I've got everything now, right? And now what, right? What have I actually achieved in my life? Because everything was just focused on me, 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 right? And that's when you ask that question, right? And some and, some people say, is this it? <laughs> exactly, right? And and do you know what? It's a, you know, and also to add to that, you know, um, you might have even got married and had kids along the way, right? So you've got responsibilities on top, right? And that question arises, what have I achieved in this life? If I, you know, and then, then you might even start to think, well, what, you know, if I was on my deathbed, and I, I asked myself the question, what have I done with this existence? The answer to that for most people is I've done fuck all. Yeah. Mm. And I've got to be brut- brutal about this because most people have not done anything. Right. There are obviously some that have done a lot. Okay. But in, mo- in the majority case, right, this is a society. This modern world we live in is about me, me, me. What do I need to do to make myself happy? Right. And it's all sense gratification, sense gratification, sense gratification. And as part of that sense gratification is egocentricity, right? What can I do to make myself look better than everyone else? And it's bullshit. It's just an illusion. This is what we call Maya. Maya is an illusion, right? People in uh, in Asia think Maya refers to um, uh, money. To money right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's anything illusory and materiality is just part of that. Okay. Um, so when you ask that question, why am I here? Then what you're doing is you're saying, okay, now I need to realign those two sides, the spirit and the, the physicality and align it. And to align it, what you're saying is actually you're trying to recognize spirit. So when people join hands, right, the true meaning of this is I see you, 
I see your spirit, right? I recognize you. Uh, Avatar, the movie Avatar, again, I think whoever wrote the script to that had sight, yeah? They were an awakened spirit. They had sight, right? Because when they wrote that, when the avatars met each other, they said, I see you. Mm. Amazing. Where the hell did they get that from, right? So there's some, some magic in that, okay? When you start to uh, recognize these, uh, these are way above macro things, okay? This is universal, cosmic level, um, not just ideas, your cosmic self that you're trying to realign to. When you say your, your mirror is the, when your, your mind is a mirror to the universe, what you're trying to, what, we're, what I'm trying to, one of the things that I'm trying to say is use your mind to bring it together. Mm. Use your mind to see the universe, right? Sorry, use your mind to see the spirit. Use your mind to see your uh, materiality or your physicality, right? And then bring it back into harmony, right? So it's all all, all there. And um, when that happens, something magical happens, right? But it's not an easy journey. And it's not an easy journey because it requires work. That 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 word, you know, that dirty word work right you because have to work, do the work yeah work, work means you need to do something right which you may not necessarily always like okay but let's say let's say if i could give you the keys to the kingdom universe right um and if i was to give you that you have to do something for it would you do it i'll give you the keys to the universal kingdom would you do the work that it takes to get these keys and most people initially would say yeah but I've got something else to do, mm. right? So this is why only people that put in the effort deserve it, right? You've really got to put the work in, right? Uh, and, um, you know, even if we look at, uh, you know, the enlightened masters, right? The ascended masters of past, like, say, Jesus Christ, we're looking at Krishna, we're looking at Buddha, and so on, right? Guru Nanak and and Many, 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 many more. Okay, Mahavta Babaji, Yoga uh, Paramahansa Yoganandaji, and again, you know, it, the list goes on. Um, beyond that, you know, we've got Sri uh, Yukustaji, um, you got um, Lahiri Mahashaji, you got Mahavta Babaji, and it, I, again, I, I could go on and on and on about ascended masters and um, enlightened masters and so on. Guess what? They didn't get it overnight. They didn't just get hit by, uh, uh, you know, uh, an apple fall off a tree while they're sitting underneath it and they think, ah, Eureka, all of a sudden, you know, uh, they're enlightened. No, they had to sit, meditate. Well, there's only one person who had an apple fall in his head and got Eureka moment, right? And well, look what he did in the world. Well, actually, actually, I kind of mashed up two stories there, right? The Eureka story was about displacement theory when that, that old chap was sitting in the bath and realized, the 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 uh, the surface of the water arose right so that's your eureka moment and obviously Newton sitting under the tree and the apple falling on his Discovered head right? gravity <laughs> so but yeah you, you see you see what I mean I just you I talk did... about wake up call right smacked on his head and whoa <laughs> yeah but you know the thing is um, that was just a realization right mm. that's a realization of something that's in front of us right and uh, as you mentioned you said it earlier right you said Marilyn. Um, Marilyn Davis is a dear friend of ours, and she's an amazing 
amazing, uh, I want to say alchemist, right? Uh, she's a neuroscientist, uh, uh, a self-help coach. Um, I, I but call her she, the Bruce Lee of personal development. I, 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 I call her um, uh, Magic Marilyn. Magic right? Marilyn, yeah. She, she is magic as well. Yeah, no, honestly. <laughs> and um, and here's the thing. Um, um, I, f- I forgot the point I was going to make now. What's that about? Come on. Magic Marilyn. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, it's just like what she says. See what you see, right? Amazing. That was the point. Notice I was trying to notice, uh, yeah. The, the, the point I was trying to make. Uh, see what you see, notice what you notice. Um, because... Because that's what that's what um, Newton did in that moment in time when the apple fell out, he just noticed what he noticed, right? And uh, sometimes we just need to do that. Today in modern day society, notice what you notice is mindfulness. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right? It's just to be become mindful of what's happening in and around you, right? And um, then you got the further state, which is um, to to go deeper. And that's what we spoke about in our previous podcast when we talked about Divan Dive, right? So, um, so you know, you start to get the eye. Hopefully, you start to understand that um, your mind, not your brain, your mind is something much bigger than you can quantify. The, you know, the on top of that, you mentioned um, quantum states, essentially, you know, where when energies change, you can pass through that. Now, you know, they, you know, sometimes they call portals, sometimes they call, you know, I've, I've, I was watching a, a study on quantum states, right? Quantum states being states of uh, physicality, the world we live in, right? And um, um, non-physicality, right? Which is uh, states that exist in, in vibratory realms that we can't exist as physical beings, right? But we exist as spiritual beings, right? As in another energetic body, all right? When I refer to spirit, I'm referring to our energetic body, all right? So if we are energy, then here we, we exist in a physical body. Our energy can be seen, it can be touched and so on. Uh, but but beyond that, if I if we if we exist in a in a in a in an energetic space where the physical body can't exist, our corresponding energetic body will persist, right? Because we already spoke about how uh, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can change from one form to another, but our energy always exists. So therefore, if we now refer to that as spirit, right? You'll see, no, you'll understand how spirit can survive, right? And thrive in a physical uh, realm as well as a non-physical realm. And uh, so, so they're actually called quantum states, and then the scientists, uh, quantum physicists, are uh, also d- discovered um, discovered. Um, um, uh, oh, I forgot exactly the the reference to it, but uh, I want to say quantum quantum uh, states where you can be physical, non physical. Right. And uh, they're kind of like just on the on the cusp of of this topic that we're talking about is transitioning from a physical state to a non-physical state. Uh, and therefore, uh, you know, quantum travel as a consequence of that. Right. 
right? Because you're, you know, if you're going to quantum travel, you're basically saying that you want to travel, travel from one, one, one space to another space, right? Where time doesn't exist. And that, that may be back to the future or, <laughs> you know, I mean, and again, a little, little nice little wordplay, but you, hopefully you get the idea. And uh, the last thing you mentioned, right, about uh, invisible waves. Now, you know, we're talking about energy, right? We're talking about <clears throat> um, um, more than half of your thoughts are not yours, right? Well, let's just, let's, just, let's just face it, right? You know, you pick up your mobile phone, right? You get a call on that bad boy, right? You know, you talk to somebody on the other side, you know, could be uh, a friend, could be your partner, could be a family member, right? Whoever it is, right? But you know, somebody's on the end of that and they're alive and kicking and talking to you at that moment in time, right? Can you see the waves? No. Can you see them? Uh, I mean, obviously, if you did a FaceTime, you FaceTime. can't see them. <laughs> but I'm saying, let's just, let's just think. Give me some cheeky person who says that. Oh, FaceTime. <laughs> right? But let's just say it's just an audio call for now, right? Can you see them? No. But you know they exist, right? In other words, you take it for granted, right, that even though there's invisible signals that come into your phone that are transferring the voice audio from your the, the caller uh, or the person that you're speaking to on your phone and vice versa, you know that you can have a conversation with another live human being, right? Um, so what's to say that, you know, you are, you can't receive messages from somebody without a physical body? Right? Let's just look it up for one second, like what you just said there, right? You're picking up your phone, right? As a signal going from your phone, potentially to the nearest um, uh, mosque, uh, right? Oh, yeah. uh, signal it could be going through your wi-fi through your internet right it's going through wires it's going through the exchange servers it's going through millions the universe knows where it's going it's going through such a big massive network i think going through satellites potentially bouncing off satellites in space bouncing off other satellites coming down and then getting to you on the other side right yeah. that's insane like this is what humans have done yeah. right so imagine that if we can operate in this realm what else is that that we don't even know about yet? Let me ask you a question, right? If we can create this, right? Where the hell do you think we got this idea from in the first exactly, place? Exactly, man. Right? Exactly. If we were, if we were, if we were, let's just say, using the art of thinking, right? Then forget about it. We wouldn't even have this technology we're talking on now. You, mm. you need to have the art of thinking without thinking, right? Why? Because these came, these ideas came to people in their dreams. Yeah. Right. These ideas came to people while they were idling. Now that's not a bad thing. That means you're completely still and receptive to what's what comes to you from the universe. You put a question out there, you will get an answer. Hmm. I will promise you, right? And I don't make promises, but I promise you, if you become attuned to the universe, the universe will answer all your questions. Right. But you need to put yourself in the right space with the right energies. Now, there's a lot more there, right? That's a that's a loaded statement, right? But um, you you know, just to give you an give you an idea that nothing that's ever been created has been invented by us, right? It's been given to us from something that's far more intelligent, right? Which we refer to as a universe, the cosmos. In one of our conversations, we talked about the ocean of consciousness, or one consciousness and so on. All of that intelligence resides outside as insiders, 
and we can tap into it. And if you want, if you really want, you know, the 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 fact of the matter is there's there's far more intelligence and ideas that you can receive than you'll be physically capable of actually creating within this lifetime itself. I mean, take Elon Musk, for example, right? Fantastic yeah. guy, right? Amazing uh, visionary, right? He's got ideas where he wants to keep growing, keep growing, keep growing and do something and give something back to humankind. You know, uh, now he's, you know, into uh, space, uh, SpaceX and all the rest. Do you know what? And a guy hardly sleeps, right? Yeah. But I can guarantee you, right? He's, he, he, he takes time out to just sit with it. And mo the most recent comment I heard, right, that he stated was, I don't want to be a CEO. Hmm. Why? Because you'd rather tap into these ideas, right? And contribute these ideas and have somebody make it for him. Because if you can think it, you can you can achieve it. Honestly, you can you can find or create the technology and the tools that you need to create whatever it is that you can dream of. I mean, I'll be I'll be uh, honest with you. When I was a little child. I wanted to, first thing I wanted to, one of the first things I wanted to do was cartoonist. And back then everything was penned, right? And I thought, wouldn't it be great if we had software that could animate all of this? So you draw it once and just animate the character. Guess what? That's how they do it now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I used to have all of these thoughts about a lot of these things that have actually been manifested and created by technology, right? By technologists, right? Over the last 30 years. I'm just talking 30, maybe 35 years, right? Yeah. And that's a short space of time. And then you should shared a video the other day with that Praveen chap, right, who studies um, temples in India and mm. how, how there's enough information within carvings on stone that are way over thousands, thousand years old that show you that a lot of the technologies, the advanced technologies that we have today, they had back then. And some of these stone carvings are way over thousand years old, 2000 years, 3000 years, 6,000 years old, right? In temples in India, all across India, even in, uh, in Asia, some even in the Middle East and so on, right? And you think about this and you think, well, hold on a minute, right? Are we just trying to catch up with some technology that we had back then that somehow in some apocalypse just disappeared, right? And then we had to kind of recover that somehow. Um, so, you know, we are not, the most advanced uh, beings that have ever existed. I'm sure there were beings that were more advanced than us before. And we were just on one part of that cycle of, uh, you know, the, the rise and then the decline and the rise and the decline of that super intelligence. And um, uh, yeah, you know, tap into it. You'll be amazed to what, what you, what you connect to, what comes to you. Absolutely. I mean, this, this is insane. I mean, there's like so much more that we can go into on this. Like you, you know, we're talking about the baby, the, the way the baby experiences life. It's almost like you could say that it's like a VR helmet that we're getting trapped in this VR helmet. And then we're just living through that filters and whatnot. Right. Um, you talked about, you spoke about chemical addictions, you know, we're coming into the body and getting addicted to everything that's around here because it is chemical based. Because if, if you look at any emotion that gets created, there's a chemical reaction in the body, endorphins, there's I don't know, all these serotonin and all these kind of different things that go on in the mind, right? So there's so much that we can talk about, but it's going to be a bit crazy if we do that. But I just wanted to quickly have a, a few 
more practical examples of this reflection element, right? Um, one thing that came came to mind was just be, you know, if anyone's listening, thinking, "What? Well, how else can I utilize this?" I'll, I'll give you a perfect example of an experience of mine where, um, before I got into doing videos and podcasting and all these kind of things, I had the fear, like to do it. To uh, you know, I was like, "Oh, what if I go there? What am I going to talk about? What people going to think?" All these things were coming up to my mind, right? And it stopped me from doing this. Yeah. And one day I was listening to a podcast or something and, and somebody brought up that whole conversation that um, if that's going on, what, what is it, you know, you're, you're just afraid um, of be, you're being afraid, you're being afraid of being judged. Right. So let me ask you a question. Where are you judging others? So this is what this person said. Right. And I stopped for a moment. I thought, holy moly. Right. Am I judging other people when I watch a YouTube video and I'm listening to podcasts and whatnot? And, and am I then seeing that reflection within me that is stopping me from wanting to do this stuff? And I realized that, hang on a minute, I think I am. You know, I am, I'm being a bit judgmental here. I might be looking and thinking, oh, that camera angle looks really brilliant. Or what that person said there, I'm not too sure about it. So it's not even like negative judgment, but it's just the opinion or something, right? And then being afraid that it's going to come back to me and people saying it to me was stopping me from doing it. So it's only when I reflected on it, sat down and thought, hang on a minute, Am I doing that? Am I being judgmental here? And therefore, that's why I'm experiencing back in return. And I thought, dissolve it, let it go, you know, just put it out there, share it because you want to share it, you know, and, and not come from that point of view. And the whole thing's changed. You know, I started doing videos, started doing podcasting. And um, that is an example of, you know, reflective. What was going on in the universe is a reflection. It's only when I looked at that reflection, I thought, oh, it's me. I got to I got to check this out. Right. But you know what, that, that, that is a beautiful and really powerful point that you made there. Everything that we like about someone we see is in us. Everything that we hate about someone we don't like is within us, right? And they're the two extremes, okay, right? <clears throat> and everything in between, right? And that's, this is exactly the point about, you know, your mind is a mirror to the universe. You are a reflection of everything outside of you and everything. Uh, and that, and it's up to you to really project the, the bits uh, that, you, that you feel are the most conscious, right? And try to filter out the things that are, if I was to say unconscious, but uh, in, in a kind of, uh, in a, a similar similar vein all right so uh that is down to you um and um just be mindful of that next time you meet somebody and um there's something you don't like about them ask yourself the question before you open your mouth and say anything what is it about that person that i don't like that is in me right and you'll find exactly. it's the same right? Exactly. It's that same thing. And the thing that you don't like about yourself the most, you will hate in others the most. And which is why, so where you tend to find people that are very similar in mindset, attitude, energy, persona, and so on, uh, tend not to get on all the time, right? But it's not always the case. This is not a binary black and white formula, right? Um, uh, it's just an example, right? Where it can happen, right? Where likes kind of repel. Um, but at the same time, likes can like, 
All right. Um, so you don't have to follow any kind of mantra. You don't have to put this limiting belief in your mind. You don't have to set a rigid formula around this because it's all bullshit. It's all man-made. You can change it. Your energy, your fluid, your superfluous, man. You, you, you're not bound by this body, so don't be bound by it. Allow yourself to flow, flow freely and allow yourself to recognize the spirit in others and allow them to see the spirit in you. Why? How? Through love. Right, because that's the only thing that melts all the ice barriers, all the ice walls, right? And then nothing is left. It becomes wallless, it's boundless, right? And all of a sudden, now you are part of everything. Now, whatever you see, you can reflect out, and you now start to merge into this ocean of consciousness uh, through this mirror of your mind, right? And you can you can control what you don't want to put out there anymore. And guess what happens? When you stop, right, being negative, you stop attracting negative. When you start being positive, you start attracting positive. When you're in a bad state, guess what happens? You can attract equal-minded people. So when you're at the bottom, when you're bottom of the barrel, guess what? You're gonna all the people that are gonna suck the energy out of you, that all that want to dump all their shit on you, are gonna come to you. Why? Because they want someone else to wallow in their shit as well, right? But then, right, when you are up and you are positive, guess what? You're going to attract uh, people that are, that, are, that are vibing, that are energetic, that are happy, joyful, blissful, right? And uh, living their life to the best possible, right? And you're going to attract that energy. So be mindful, right? That mind, being that mirror to the universe, is going to start attracting and repelling that. This is the true law of attraction, right? This is what it's really based on. It's not about, I want to put out there, I want a new car, right? Right? Because again, you're just focusing on materiality. We already said, you know, you've got to recognize the spirit, you've got to recognize the materiality, you've got to honor both of them. Enjoy the sense gratification experience that we come here to join them, enjoy on Mother Earth, right? It is a privilege and an honor and an absolute joy to be in this physical realm, to be able to have these sense gratifications, but don't be bound by it, mm. right? That's really the key, right? So allow yourself to be free, right? Allow that mind to expand itself, right? So that you can be, come part of that ocean of consciousness, the universe. No, absolutely, man. It's, it's just so interesting that it's when you, when you do start to, it's like you said, you know, earlier on you mentioned about a midnight, a midlife, crisis midnight crisis midlife crisis right it's that moment isn't it when you just pause for a moment and you go in and you're being reflective it's it's that's giving you the answer there that it's when you look inside if you look at what's going on within yourself it's how you're potentially viewing the world so if that bit inside you changes the way you view the world is going to change the lens changes you know it's a it's it's um and that's you know a nice way to look at this that your mind is a mirror to the universe you know, um, look within, you know, acknowledge what's going on there and just think, hang on, where am I? What am I doing here? And is this something that I'm putting out? There? Is this the way I'm looking at the world through these filters? Yeah. Like somebody might be angry for some reason yeah. and then they just see anger everywhere, right? Because they haven't addressed it. They haven't looked at why they're being angry in the first place. So, um, you know, look at yourself, look at others and then adapt. I know yeah. it's, a, it's one of the things that one of our close colleagues Suki says as well. So, you know, um, and, and it's just a, a, a reflective thought that, you know, we can, 
share with the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, there's, there's so much, uh, in this um, in this koan because it's heavily loaded we're talking about the universe that everything that is everything is 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 part of this equation really but you know the key thing is is really kind of not to lose the thread of the the just what i say the 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 highest teaching here um which um kind of leads me on to uh, the reading the actual koan itself because i think this is kind of a, a pertinent point to kind of lay it out uh so in on page 516 and 517 it goes when you place a vase full of flowers in a room and spray the flowers with water you'll notice how the water droplets sit harmoniously on the flower petals and their leaves take one droplet of water glistening on a flower's petal and zoom in on it notice how it contains a reflection of everything else in the room it reflects the ceiling the walls the windows the door the flowers the furnishings the appliances and the other water droplets it acts as a vessel to reflect everything in the room, but grasp onto none of it, just like a mirror. And just like it, you are a mirror to everything that is happening in your room, or should I say universe. Now that is easy to see on a physical and mental level, but it gets more exciting on an ethereal level. Our brains are made up of water and fat and insulate a complex web of neural networks, which when activated are responsible for generating electrical signals that are carried through these neural pathways to control your body and its limbs, and therefore its actions. The brain is an organ that in itself is simple, yet there is something that is operating a higher intelligence in this space. Have you ever wondered where your thoughts come from? Have you ever wondered how geniuses come up with the marvelous inventions and ideas? Well it, well, it does not come from a lump of water, fat and electrical signals alone. There is a higher intelligence which our brain allows us to access, which is what I refer to as the mind. The brain is like a door, and when opened, the mind is the wallless, flawless, seamless room on the other side, where every thought ever thought exists, where everything that ever, ex ever existed exists. And the amazing thing is that you can cultivate the capability to access it through no-mindedness. Interesting thought that to get into your mind, you must have no mind. But this is alluding to the fact that in order to access this part of yourself, you must use self-mastery practices such as mindfulness and meditation to train your conscious mind, in brackets, your protective mind, uh, close bracket, to rest and move aside and allow your unconscious mind, open bracket, the universe, or what I like to refer to as one consciousness, close bracket, to come through. And just like that, you start to see the possibility that everything is in the universe. And if your mind is a mirror to it, then you can access it, access anything in it. Well, that's the whole idea for you to tap into your infinite potential, one consciousness, and simply access it. Wow. That's a brilliant summary of, of everything you shared. Um, Thank you for sharing that, Sifulakloy. It's, it's an honor to hear it from the horse's mouth, as they say, right? <laughs> and um, for anybody who's interested, obviously, you could go to martialmindpower.com or go to amazon.com, get hold of the books. Uh, this particular book is called The Art of Thinking Without Thinking. It's it's, it's a, a massive book with, you know, Cohen's, Cohen's? I keep saying it wrong. Koan, uh, right? I, might, I might be saying it wrong for all I know. <laughs> yeah. <think> Koans. Koans. <laughs> Koans. And, you know, it's one of those things where you could just pick up, you know, pick up, open a random page and just read it and get inspired. And um, that, that's certainly how a lot of your students have been using it as well, right? So 
you know, it's um, go get it. It's a good book. And then obviously on martianwinepower.com, there's a whole bunch of others that you can look into as well to get these amazing, inspiring truth bombs, inspirational bombs, wisdom bombs, wisdom bombs is the word I was looking for. <laughs> it slipped my mind. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> if there's anything else you want to say, Sifu, or we will join everybody again on the next podcast. Everything that had to be said, I think has been said for now. And uh, really, uh, I'd like to just thank all the viewers uh, and the listeners uh, for taking the time uh, to to listen um, to this podcast. And hopefully uh, you've taken something of value away and something that will enrich you and uh, have uh, something that will leave a positive imprint on your, your body, your mind and your spirit. And you can take that forwards and share that with other people because now that you understand it, uh, it's yours okay and you do with it as you please right and um you know when you've uh, when you when you've got a gift and you can start to recognize that then you've got an obligation to give it away so as i say share share a like so um yeah spread spread the wisdom ultimately it's you know this is about creating um a ripple um in the uh, ocean of consciousness and spreading that so uh, if you if you're inspired by something if you're empowered by something if you educate by something here then spread it because that's exactly what this is about so on that note from me thank you so much oh fantastic thank you Ariel. no uh, share like and comment and we'll see you on the next one thank you very much if you took some value out of this podcast, then please like and subscribe to our channel. If you feel this podcast will help a loved one, then please kindly spread this wisdom by sharing this podcast link with them. For more information and learning materials on how to cultivate self-mastery towards your self-realization inspired by martial arts and philosophy, please go to www.martialmindpower.com. See you in the next podcast.